Finding a service solution that helps you keep customers happy can feel impossible. Just like trying to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at a networking event. HubSpot's all-new Service Hub can help, with the service solution part at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform, with an AI-powered help desk and chatbot to handle your frontline tickets, so you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, February 9th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliette Bennett-Ryla, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to be talking about what may honestly have been one of the biggest weeks in search engine feature drops, at least from a consumer-facing perspective, since Google came into existence almost a quarter century ago. Google and Microsoft brought AI into the mix this week. And who did it better? That's the question we're going to discuss. But first, let's take a quick look at what else is going on in the world of business and tech. Let's get crack a leg. All right, first things first. Disney reported earnings after the bell. It was CEO Bob Iger's first earnings since he returned to the company in November. The company beat some expectations with $23.5 billion in fiscal first quarter revenue. The company's streaming losses also weren't as bad as expected, and they were offset by a 21% increase in revenue of $8.7 billion in its parks, experiences, and products divisions. The parks are doing well. I was speaking about this with Rob last week. People like these parks. And speaking of earnings and bells, Yum! Brands was saved by the bell. The company reported just over $2 billion in Q4 revenue, beating expectations largely thanks to Taco Bell. In the four months Mexican pizzas were available at the chain, it sold $45 million of them. That's amazing. I love stats like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess that's like, uh, that makes sense. It's like, it's like a complete meal. I don't have a Taco Bell by me, but it's like a complete meal, right? You get one Mexican pizza. That's everything you'd ever want. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Also in stocks, by the way, Uber reported $8.6 billion in Q4 revenue, a 49% year-over-year increase. It also had a quarterly record with $2.1 billion rides or $23 million rides a day. That's wild. And shifting gears, the Seattle Storm are now valued at $151 million, far and away a WNBA record, some 15 times the sale price of other WNBA teams sold previously. In 2008, a group reportedly agreed to buy the team for around $10 million and ended up just paying $1 million for it since the deal was contingent on certain business performance. And uh, I just have to say, good for them. I think that'll set really like a new floor uh, in the WNBA in terms of team valuations. Yeah, that's impressive. And moving along, the Michael Jackson estate is looking to sell 50% of its interest in the pop star's music catalog for a whopping $800 to $900 million. It'd be the largest such deal yet. We've seen a lot of these recently, but nothing quite like that. And I'm sure you'll have a thought on this. AMC Theater's new Sightline initiative, which we spoke a bit about earlier in the week, which is going to charge extra for better seats, really the middle seats is drawing a lot of heat, as I think many anticipated. Actor Elijah Wood accused the chain of penalizing lower-income moviegoers specifically. Mm, yeah. I don't I don't think this is a good move for them, honestly. No? Yeah, I've, I feel like I very rarely go to an AMC theater to begin with, and a lot of the theaters I go to are just like little neighborhood theaters. Mm. And it's like, you know, 
the, the one I go to, you can't even buy a ticket in advance online. You just have to show up <laughs> and it's great. And I just feel like movie theaters just like keep trying to get more and more money out of people. And and now it's like, how much are you really going to pay to sit in a premium seat uh, for a movie that's going to drop on streaming in a week and a half? Like it just... Um, yeah, it's it's very interesting. It's turning theaters into planes almost. Exactly. Which people don't love. Mm-mm. Moving along, Google's head of VR and labs is leaving to build an AI company with the former co-CEO of Salesforce, Brett Taylor. Also, Netflix kicked off its password sharing crackdown in Canada. Our sympathies to our neighbors up north. And Twitter launched its longest tweet character limit in history by far for paying subscribers only at 4,000 characters. Not to worry, though. tweets in the feed won't just suddenly be these huge novels you'll have to click see more to to read anything over 280 characters and last but not least this is handy panera bread is now selling a green baguette baguette for around 40 dollars. that's designed to perfectly fit one toasted baguette sandwich and as eater as eater pointed out you don't actually have to put one of their baguettes in the bag. You can make your own mm. baguette. You could get a sandwich, any other type of sandwich. You put it right in there. Love that. Okay, Juliet, like I said earlier, this may honestly have been one of the biggest weeks in search engine feature drops since Google came into existence almost 25 years ago. The last few months, the headlines in this space have all been ChatGPT takes the web by storm. Microsoft invests billions more in it. Google declares a code red. It was clear. Uh, everyone knew that Microsoft was working towards integrating the tools, like these kind of tools, into Bing, its search engine, and that Google was working on some of the same features, but really did not seem like they were working uh, on Microsoft's time frame. And in the last week, really, we've seen this race to the finish line between these two giants around who got to announce their conversational AI search engine first. And it got kind of feisty. Uh, and if you look at the stock reactions too, after their announcements this week, Google was in the red, Microsoft was in the green. So what happened? So yeah, we're looking at this uh, like AI chatbot space race. I want someone to come up with like a good rhyming mm. space race kind of thing. Oh uh, yeah, that's good. Basically, Microsoft as we know, invested billions in OpenAI. And this week, it revealed kind of a few details on how it's going to integrate OpenAI with Bing and also its browser that you may or may not remember, Edge. It's what replaced Internet Explorer. Um, so basically, uh, I'm sure this is a lot more complicated, but the nuts and bolts are, it's going to use an OpenAI model, a, a language model that is more powerful than ChatGPT and specifically tailored for web searches. And the way they're describing it is, an AI co-pilot for the web. So essentially, mm. when you type something into Bing, you'll still get links and images and the stuff you usually get. But there's going to be a sidebar that is also going to give you AI-powered complete answers to questions. And that will also summarize detailed info. So if you ask it something, instead of getting a ton of weird, uh, possibly relevant search results, it's just going to return to you what it thinks is the answer. Right. And there's also a chatbot and the chatbot can refine searches for you. So let's say you say, I want a meal plan for today. And then later you refine, I want it to be vegetarian. Oh, and I hate mushrooms. Like you can really mm. get drilled down into, into what you're looking for and it can generate content for you, such as that meal plan, or maybe uh, an itinerary for vacation you're planning based on what you tell it your interests are. Uh, let's say you're like, oh, I want to uh, I want you to summarize this article for me so I can turn it into a tweet. Like those are the types of things that Microsoft says mm -hmm. Bing will now be able to do or will be able to do 
when it rolls out to the public. Okay. And so it was pretty cool. I was looking at some screenshots of this. It honestly was very impressive. Mm -hmm. And they got this out a day before Google was scheduled to basically make the exact same announcements at their event. And so what did that look like? Yeah, well, Google's announcement, which was for Bard, that's its AI chatbot. As far as I can tell, it sounds very similar uh, to Bing and in what it will do. It just the details were kind of a little scant. Like I didn't Mm. feel like I got as much information out of it. Like if you go to Bing right now, you can sign up for a wait list to get on its preview, which it says will be rolling out to millions of people in the in the coming weeks. Or you can try a couple sample queries Mm. and it'll show you like this is this is the kind of thing that Bing can do. Whereas Bard, um, you can't really use it yet. It's only rolled out to a few (laughs) external testers. We don't know who those people are. And then they did have sort of a, a demonstration where Bard was um, showing you what it might be like if you wanted to explain the James Webb Space Telescope to a child. But then I, I guess some of the information was incorrect. And then you had these uh, space experts, astronomers being like, well, actually, um, so it didn't quite go as well as planned. And it seemed like, uh, yes, that was reflected in the stocks because after Google's presentation, uh, stock fell over 7%, which probably would have been like, the opposite had Microsoft not just done a better job earlier in the week. Right. And this is a really interesting position from a strategic view. Microsoft, uh, at least in terms of optics, has a humongous upper hand right now. They are not the incumbent in this space. Google owns the search space. Microsoft was able to afford being just a lot more nimble, didn't carry as much reputational risk uh, rolling this kind of thing out in terms of safety features and whatnot. And Google was kind of caught off guard uh, in terms of Microsoft's time frame here. And it's in a really tough place right now because they almost have to roll this thing out now just to keep up. (laughs) Uh, but they also still have to be more responsible with it than Microsoft does in terms of a safety perspective, but also because it's going to immediately negatively impact their core business, right? This is not Microsoft's core business. So they can afford, they have a lot of money, they can afford to just keep building this out and just trying to take some market share away from Google without having to worry about how it will impact their bottom line at all. Right. And basically, Google has almost all of the market share. As a search engine, it's got 84%. Chrome holds 65%. Uh, Bing has 9%. Edge has about 4.5%. So like any customers that Microsoft can lure to even mm-hmm. try its products is like a win for Microsoft, essentially. A hundred percent. I downloaded Edge today just to go look at Bing there you go. on it. And I have never <laughs> used Edge in my life. Now, what if I decide I like Edge better? Well, there you go. Microsoft already has me. <laughs> exactly. And so I, I don't think you're going to just see tons of people immediately switching over to Bing, even if they get this out uh, before Google does. But over time, the playing field could level out a little bit. And it's going to be really interesting to see just 10 years from now, what does this whole space look like? Yeah. And the one question that I have most of all about all of this is we have seen Google become a verb. And I want to know what happens if Bing becomes more popular. Because I don't Mm -hmm. see myself saying, I'm going to go Bing that. But I don't know. I could be wrong. Google is also a silly word. (laughs) We will see. And bada bing, bada boom, that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano, our executive producer is Darren Clark. 
We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, you can go sign up at hustle.co slash email. Hope you have a terrific Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Al and Leanne Elliott as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.